Welcome to Unity of Fairfax, a positive path for spiritual living and spiritual center for education, practice, and service in Northern Virginia. We hope you find inspiration in this week's message. Everything is in divine order, yes or no. That's why the talk title, Living Into Divine Order, because this spiritual path that we find ourselves on is just that. It's a journey, a process, and always awakening, unfolding, leaning into, living into, growing into. A process, a practice, not a perfect. And so before we unpack the power of divine order, I want to begin with a moment of awakened awareness of who and what we are with a capital T truth. Because it's in that awareness that divine order flows effortlessly. In his book, The Twelve Powers, Unity co-founder Charles Fillmore wrote that we can never exercise dominion until we know who and what we are. And knowing brings forth that knowledge into the external by exercising it in divine order, which is mind, idea, and manifestation. Spiritually, you are an idea, a perfect idea. And from her book, What Are You?, Amelda Shanklin writes, you are a soul that has forgotten its divine identity, a soul struggling to remember in the mists of time and in the confusions of experiences that you are the living child of the living God. Within each person, there is a new world awaiting discovery, a world in which there are capabilities of unlimited strength, perfect knowing, radiant life, and other latent abilities beyond our greatest present capacity to conceive. And so I'd like to begin with a moment of centering based on an affirmative prayer treatment for well-being by Unity co-founder Charles Fillmore from his book Dynamics for Living. And I'm offering this as a snapshot of what divine order looks like in the divine mind of God. This is the vision that the Fillmores held for all humankind it's what they were living into, and like them, at the ground of our being, this is our truth and what we are living into, regardless of appearances. And so let's take a deep breath, a deep community breath. And if it's comfortable, close your eyes and settle into your hearts. These are I am statements, and I invite you to know this with me. I am unlimited in my power, and I have increasing health, strength, life, love, wisdom, boldness, freedom, charity, and meekness, now and forever. I am now in harmony with Source and am stronger than any mortal law. I know my birthright in pure being, and I boldly assert my perfect freedom. In this knowledge, I am enduring pure, peaceful, and happy. I am dignified and definite, yet meek and lowly in all that I think and do. I am one with 
and I now fully manifest vigorous life, wisdom, and spiritual understanding. I am one with, and I now fully manifest love, charity, justice, kindness, and generosity. I am one with, and I now fully manifest infinite goodness and mercy. Peace flows like a river through my mind, and I am grateful in this moment of awakened awareness for my oneness with the allness of God. And so it is. And so I honor the emerging Christ nature that is the truth of each of you, of us, as we come together in community each week to remind each other of our magnificence and to support each other in our awakening and our becoming the best Christ that we can be. And also a reminder that the finish line is for the ego. The journey is for the soul. This is soul work that we are about. And so be audaciously open and lovingly gentle with yourselves. So let's unpack divine order for a few minutes. In the book, Get Over It, the truth about what you know that just ain't so, by Reverends Paul Hasselbeck and Bill Holton wrote, most people get divine order out of order. It's one of the most misunderstood new thought concepts. It is most often used in the traditional sense that there is a God outside of us ordering everything that happens in the universe, including our daily lives. The idea that there is a set order for our lives and that all of our activities are governed by it, and the phrase everything is in divine order is used more as a statement of resignation rather than a statement of power that it is meant to be. In the revealing word, Charles Fillmore describes order as the first law of the universe. Indeed, there could be no universe unless its various parts were kept in perfect order. The creative process, mind, idea, and expression is that process of unfolding of the universe in divine order. This is how, also how we form or create in the relative realm. This divinely ordered sequence is also the definition of order. And so divine order is one of the 12 powers or attributes of God that are within all of us. And these powers are how we express our Christ consciousness through the creative process. We are always using the power of order, either consciously or unconsciously, and either from a higher or a lower vibration. And so while this creative process is divine, the outcomes may or may not be. Underdeveloped order can outpicture as messy, disorderly, and an inability to sequence, a difficulty adjusting, or chaos. Overdeveloped or egocentric order can show up as obsessive compulsive behavior, being overly tidy, or needing things to be done in a certain way. Divine order is our ability to keep God first in our continuous development. It's our power or ability to develop consciousness in proper sequence, mind, idea, expression in the mind of God, mind, body, and outer affairs in our own lives. Divine order eliminates generalizations. It is the divine plan unfolding through you now. And as it is established within you, as you cooperate with spiritual law, it creates an opening for spiritual growth without struggle. 
as we walk the spiritual path on practical feet. So, everything is in divine order. Having said that, it's important to avoid easy answers to difficult and heart-rending problems. This is sometimes called cheap grace or spiritual bypassing. When we casually or indifferently affirm or declare that all is in divine order, or that God doesn't give us something we can't handle without us engaging at the human level. At some level, we all deal with the complexities of life. These statements, however intrinsically true, can sound cruel or insensitive. As spiritual beings having the human experience, we live in a world of paradox and have to daily reconcile apparent opposites chaos and order, light and dark, horror and compassion, anger and joy. The mathematician and mystic Nicholas of Cusa called it the coincidence of opposites, which is illustrated in the simplicity of the yin-yang symbol. The swirling black and white forms each contain a dot of their opposite, and all is contained within the circle of wholeness that represents both the universe and our own being. Psalm 139 speaks of this coincidence of opposites when the psalmist writes of God, if I say surely the darkness shall cover me and the light around me become night, even the darkness is not dark to you. The night is as bright as the day, for darkness is as light to you. In practical spirituality, this means for me that the light, the order, the wisdom of the divine permeates all things. The presence of God is available even in the most chaotic and challenging times. The possibility of transformation is always here. And the good news, Charles Fillmore did not see divine order as a divine fiat or divine proclamation. He saw it as a divine process, a universal and creative process. In the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 6, verses 26 through 34, Jesus invites his friends to look to the birds of the air and the lilies of the field. They toil not, neither do they spin, but they are always obedient to the divine instinct as they rest in Godness, all good. One of the great strengths of the Unity Movement, which was taught by our co-founders, Myrtle and Charles, was, it, was the right of each individual to make up his or her own mind. Fillmore wrote of the lilies of the field and the birds of the air, they stand in no fear of an angry God, though they build a nest, spread a leaf, or open a petal. They live in the holy omnipresence, always doing the will of the one who sent them. Fillmore wrote that it is our duty to do likewise. That which is instinct to them as conscious, loving obedience to us. And that begins with freedom of choice, which Jesus seems to indicate in directing us to the, seek the kingdom of heaven within. We have a choice in each moment to seek or not seek the kingdom. That choice is part of divine order. As co-creators with God, we can consciously make decisions right or wrong and determine the direction our lives will take. While all other forms of life simply follow instinct, we can think of ourselves, think for ourselves, and say, I will or I won't. Conscious loving obedience can be understood as alignment with that of God within. 
And it's in that alignment that divine order manifests, not separate from, but in, through, and as us. First in consciousness, and then as we consciously, lovingly choose to live from a sense that we are one with, and then allowing God to be through us in the practicalities of this relative life experience. If everything is brought into manifestation through this divine order, then we can use this process as a point of power. We can claim divine order at any moment because divine order is not an event. It is a process that is always present and always available. Any effects we are experiencing now are the result of being divinely ordered in our mind, idea, and expression. More importantly, if there is a present effect we do not like, we can choose to put a new cause into motion through the process of divinely ordering our experience. Whenever we claim divine order, we are saying that our current experience is the result of the process of divine order within us. What's more, we can change our next experience using the same divine ordering process. And so it is not God out there divinely ordering events or effects. God is the process itself we use to bring about effects or events. We can divinely order our experience or misorder our experiences, and it's up to us. So instead of everything is in divine order, I offer a replacement phrase, I am divinely ordering. Join, join me in affirming that. I am divinely ordering. In the book, The Twelve Powers, Fillmore also shares an excerpt from George Fox's journal. Fox was the founder of the Society of Friends, or the Quakers, in 17th century England. And in this passage, Fox is writing about a moment of personal awakening. He's walking through a village, and his eyes and heart opened, and he saw all around him and in his own life the world of conditions, of the illusion, of separation, of seeming darkness, this world of people looking outside of themselves for something, for God, for light, rather than looking within, and the consequences of fear and dis-ease, lack and limitation unfolding within and around him of lives lived in an attitude of separation. And he wrote in his journal, it was needful that I should have a sense of all conditions, and yet in this I saw the infinite love of God. I saw also that there was an ocean of darkness and death, but an infinite ocean of light and love, which float over the ocean of darkness. In that also I saw the infinite love of God, and I had great openings. He ended the passage with, I had great openings. And so with George Fox, Myrtle, and Charles Fillmore, and now us, with each breath, a new birth, an awakening, a resurrection, an opportunity to choose higher, and for great openings, and an invitation to live into divine order, to claim this power of order to be the best Christ that we can be. There's a story and an invitation from the Desert Fathers from the third century that goes like this. Abbot Leo came to Abbot Joseph and said, Father, according as I am able, I keep my little rule and my little fast, my prayer, meditation, and contemplative silence. And according as I am able, I strive to cleanse my heart of thought, 
Now what more should I do? The elder rose up in reply and stretched out his hands to heaven, and his fingers became ten lamps of fire. And he said, Why not be totally changed into fire? This fire is that of God within, or the Christ, seeking to express and expand in our thoughts and affairs, to birth a greater reality. And we are part of that birthing, that creative process. And our spiritual work is to allow it to be divinely ordered through us, and in, as increasing health of mind, body, spirit, strength, balance, loving relationships, wisdom, charity, justice, mercy, and abundance. Eric Butterworth wrote that there is a universe within you awaiting to unfold. God, the creative flow, is realized in you. Just let it happen. And so your homework today, should you choose to accept it, is to live more into this awareness. You might ask yourself several questions. Where is God not first in the thought colonies that inhabit your consciousness and that form, inform how you show up in life? Is everything in order? Am I practicing the basics? Is there some forgiveness work to be done? Is there some time in the silence to be scheduled? Does my self-talk need to be edited? Am I at peace within? And then going about the work of regularly realigning with the truth of who and what we are through meditation and prayer and other spiritual practices that lead us back to our center, which is God. And as we pray for others and for our world, caught up in the illusion of separation, we hold space for the other and a vision of what life could be for them when God is first and when they are grounded in that I am one with consciousness. And so, friends, once again, I, I honor that emerging Christ nature that is the truth of each of you as we come together in community to remind each other of our magnificence and to support each other in our awakening and our becoming the best Christ that you can be. I leave you with a quote and an invitation from Napoleon Hill from his book, Think and Grow Rich. Awake, arise, and assert yourself, you dreamers of the world. Your star is now in the ascendancy. And so as we put God first and claim that I am one with consciousness, everything is truly in divine order. Amen? Amen. Thank you, friends. Thank you for tuning into Unity of Fairfax podcast. You're welcome to join us live in Oakton, Virginia, every Sunday at 9 and 11 a.m. Or view our live stream services from our website at unityoffairfax.org. We appreciate our donations to support this podcast to make our message of positive, practical spirituality more accessible to all. See you next time.